0: with sound all right what's up everyone welcome back to watch with sound my name is josh landicho and with me is
1: carmela ocampo
0: and on today's episode we'll be doing the new movie mank directed by david fincher written by jack fincher which is david's dad Starring Gary Oldman, Amanda Seyfried, Lily Collins, Tom Pelfrey, and Arliss Howard amongst other actors and actresses. Um, Mank is a fairly new film and it should be should have been included into our like a little Road to Oscars uh, episodes. But since our movies won over the Oscars, we are going to do a separate episode on our little roundup for the Oscars. But Mank is a fairly new film. It was nominated for Best Picture as well. Um, but it's a fairly new film and if you don't want this film to be spoiled for yourself go ahead and stop the episode now go watch it come back or you can spoil it for yourself for whatever reason go ahead go do that um i don't control your life <laughs> um, but with that carmela what do you think of the movie mank
1: so i was very initially disinterested in this movie um First of all, because I it didn't look like a movie that would appeal to me. I also didn't know what it was about. Um, but after, obviously, watching Citizen Kane, you know, I, like, gained, like, a bigger appreciation for, like, you know, the movie Citizen Kane itself and, like, the story of production surrounding it. Um, so naturally, the movie Mank, you know, appealed to me. Um and i enjoyed it i enjoyed the movie Mink. i think we'll definitely get into like what, like the details later but yeah i think overall i enjoyed the movie i it definitely like gave me a different like as i'm sure with everyone different perspective on like the movie citizen kane and like the story itself um and like i forgot how great of an actor like gary oldman is but he was superb um and, yeah, I think I have, like, no, like, issues with the movie or anything. Um, I do have to say, like, I, I yeah, after seeing it, I don't think it would have, like, won any major Oscars, um, but... Which I,
0: I don't think it did, actually. I don't think it actually won anything.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I, at least I don't recall. Like, maybe something, not one of the, like, major ones, a smaller one, but, but, yeah. I enjoyed it overall, but we'll definitely get into details later. But Josh, what did you think of it?
0: So it's actually kind of funny because um, before you watched it, I believe we started texting about it. And like usually when we like tell each other about movies before one of us watch it, we're like, oh, it was really good. It was really bad, blah, blah. blah. We kind of say our opinions, but like we are both really, really vague and we didn't want to like give our full on opinions about it. Just because, like, I didn't want that to influence her opinion on it or whatever for this particular movie. Just because, um, for me, I really, really, really did like this movie. Um, and I'm 100% glad we watched, um, Citizen Kane first. I think that helped this helped me a lot, helped me a lot to like this movie more. Um, and it's just funny because, like, we had all the movies lined up for the Oscars, and I think the last two that kind of got left out was this one and, um, Trial of the, Sh- Trial of the Chicago Seven, right? And then, um, we were just gonna like oh we should just like i guess one of us watch mank one of us watch trial and then we sort of like do a quick take on it we could have a little oscars roundup and all that and uh and we were just gonna plan on doing that but then like after watching citizen kane and then after i watched mank um i think you just wanted to tie in like all of the movies to watch for best picture right so that's kind of why like you watched trial and mink but for me i was like Oh I'll watch Mink because it's about citizen kane blah 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 And then we could do this little quick take on it. But then, like, after I watched it, after you watched it, I was like, "Uh, can we do, like, a full episode (laughs) instead? Because I personally, like, I actually liked the film a lot. Um, I honestly don't know why. I liked it a lot, a lot. And I know, like, Rotten Tomatoes and AV Club and those sort of review websites that honestly shouldn't hold any merit to anyone's opinion. But, like, when I saw that, I saw that, like, it got got low scores for the audience. It got a low grade for AV Club. I was just like, oh, wow, that's so crazy that, like these other these places don't really see this movie as a good movie and it kind of that kind of like speaks volumes just because it really didn't win anything at the oscars mink won best cinematography and i think that's about it um i'm not sure if trial of chicago 7 won anything but in my eyes and our eyes i think like these two movies or like the the end of it of like uh i don't think they're gonna do anything great so we're just gonna like do this little quick take on it but then we watched Citizen Kane, and then I watched this, and I was like, wow, this is really good. And I think that's also a fault to this movie as well, is that, like, you kind of have to have the background knowledge of the 1930s, of Citizen Kane, and of how filming was back then for you to get sort of, like, the main impact of Mank. And even, like, before I saw Citizen Kane and all that, like, seeing the Mink billboard and stuff like that, I was like, what is that, Mark? Like, why why are they trying to show this movie? And, like, I was just, like, really, very um, skeptical about the movie and just I had no interest until after watching Citizen Kane Um, and then having our little, like, research and stuff like that on that movie. It made me really motivated to watch this movie. And as as I was watching it, it, it really strengthened the impact on Citizen Kane and, like, the production and the making behind it, and I think we'll get into that later. But... For the most part, I did like this movie a lot, a lot, a lot more than I thought I would like it. Um, but like you said, Gary Oldman killed it. it. It was really fun to see him and act in this character. Um, and I don't know, it, it really just strengthened my love for Citizen Kane, and it was a really fun watch. And before I go into it and rant about more about this movie, do you want to give a little plot summary of the movie?
1: So nineteenth. 19th- 30s Hollywood is reevaluated through the eyes of scathing wit and alcoholic screenwriter Herman J Mankiewicz as he races to finish Citizen Kane.
0: Whoa! <laughs> so I guess with that Carmela what were your general impressions, opinions, takeaways and sort of like your deep depth review and look into this movie what do you think of it?
1: Um I so like I said I I really enjoyed watching this movie I love the dialogue, I, like, am a fan of David Fincher, and he, like, always kills it, um, and, like, think the last thing I saw f- of his was, um, uh, Mindhunter, so, which is completely different, but, um, but, yeah, he is, like, very meticulous, like, about his scenes and, like, very snappy dialogue, so I really enjoy that, um, and, yeah, just, like, like generally learning more about like you know the backstory about citizen kane which was something like uh i like didn't do like after like i watch it I, I like we watched some videos about it but i didn't get to like you know super super go in depth with like the history and the production and all of the people like you know surrounding it and the people it was like inspired by so this movie like definitely like shed so much light on like the writer's side um, cause I remember, you know, after we watched Citizen Kane, we were like raving about Orson Wells and how he's like so brilliant and like, you know, but I really like, obviously this movie is about the writer. Um, so yeah, it just like gave Citizen Kane like another dimension for me and it gave it like almost like the, it shed like a lot of truth on it. that it. It's like, you know, one side of the truth. Um, but still, you know, like. It, like, rounded out, like, this, like, impressive, like, legendary film. And, like, uh, most of all, like, it kind of explains, like, the inspiration the person, specifically, of who it was about. Um, and it, it was really fascinating to, like, watch for a moment during, like, the movie Mank. I was, like, so lost and confused. <laughs> like, I think it was just the beginning, you know, because you're kind of just uh, trying to get up to speed with, like, all of these historic figures, the time, and, like, you know, there's, like, flashbacks, like, constant flashbacks, even though, like, it's very clear, like, when they're happening, but I think, um, yeah, if you have not watched Citizen Kane, you are gonna be super lost about, like, I think you're gonna be lost, like, the entire movie. Maybe it'll make sense in the end, but even then, I am also super glad we watched it, um, because even with, like, Watching Citizen Kane recently, i still got like a little lost, you know um, But like, you know when everything clicks for you like during like the beginning of the movie man It like really clicks and then you get super into it um, It was a super engaging Story from start to finish obviously like you're rooting for Mank like till the very end um, And yeah, I I think I had like What's it called? some very like I don't even know what to call them like outside realizations about the movie Citizen Kane itself before watching this movie so I was like already thinking through what I was what about my opinions of Citizen Kane before watching Meg so I think I brought those opinions with me while watching Meg and then watching Meg you know I'm just like I just have all of these dimensions and sides to this story that I'm like I'm like thinking of and I have I'm trying to like build my own perspective and opinion on like the story too so that's also why I didn't like read any articles or any like reviews or videos about make the movie because like I personally wanted to form my own opinion about it um because I knew for sure like anything else I researched like outside of this movie would have like affected my opinion like uh more my initial opinion afterwards so so yeah I wanted to kind of like stay true to my own thoughts this time and like not need any like aid in piecing it together and I think I think I got something but like obviously like uh after this recording like I'm definitely gonna like go what's it called like definitely learn more information and see what other people thought about the movie um so yeah sorry about my long
0: rant what? No, it's interesting because, like, I know you, like, usually, like, we both usually, like, look up videos and sort of, like, help us outline our own sort of feelings and, like, outline the movie to us, the four things we miss and stuff like that. So I thought it was very interesting that, like, you, like, really told me, like, oh, I'm not going to look anything up for this movie. I want to do, like, my own opinion. That's it. So, like, I was, and, like, even you explaining it about your dimensions of, you know, um, Citizen Kane and this movie, I was like, what is she, ta- what is she talking about? Like, you're, like, you're, like... <laughs> you're like making your own flashbacks and dimensions of like your opinion and i was like what's what is she talking about so i just like i guess i kind of want to like more or less ask like did you ch- did you like sort of separate Mink, um and sort of like have it on its own apart from like citizen kane did you have mink on its own because you didn't want to have sort of like a colliding opinion with citizen kane into mink or like why did you sort of want to avoid the the other like research parts that we usually do after movies
1: I think,, um, I think because this movie was based on a movie that like is eighty years old and had so like there's already so much opinion and so much knowledge behind like the context of this movie that I like personally wanted to this time, form my own opinion about it because it's different when it's a brand new movie. It's an original story. You know, and it's like, like sometimes you do need help piecing together your thoughts and opinions kind of thing. And I'm not saying like you like you're not allowed to need that in this case either. But I think for myself, I think I wanted to like go on about like this thought process in this way because I was like, you know what, let's do something different because there's already so much like thought and opinions about this movie. I kind of want like to form my own and then join in the conversation later kind of thing. I like wanted to have like something of my own to contribute to whatever that larger conversation is, albeit like, you know, we're, it's like not like an end all be all kind of thing. We all we all have like different opinions or whatever, but, but yeah, I think that's just why. Like I I just wanted to go about it differently this time because of like the context. There's just so much context.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, since you said, like, you have this movie that has so much time, opinions, and, and feedback on it, like, I can only imagine with Mank, a lot of people are probably going to have, like, their own opinions of Citizen Kane and their expectations with Mank kind of, like, overshadow that. So I kind of understand, like, kind of not where you're coming from, because I know, like citizen king's been there for 80 years it has that tagline of the greatest movie ever made and i'm sure that's going to affect the way that people look at mank so i kind of understand where you're getting that as regards to like avoiding other videos and other things that would other like would other than like give you more opinion or like your own like a different opinion than your own from your from the jump and like i understand that that's pretty interesting because i didn't even think about like what people may say about Uh, main compared to Citizen Kane and stuff like that so it's interesting that you took it to that route
1: yeah I, I yeah like this time I wanted like my opinion to be truly mine this time around like when we like um record for the first time because I know for sure that if I had like researched like outside it definitely would have been like affected um and I couldn't really I wouldn't be able to truly call like my opinions my own kind of thing
0: Wow. Interesting. Interesting. And like, even like, uh, the videos I watched aren't necessarily like opinions of things. It was more like a more of like the background story within main kind of like going into the, like, into like what, who Mink really was, if it was factual, not factual, um, and you really, you really took that, uh, I'm not taking anyone's opinion really far by not, you know, <laughs> taking my opinion, you know, not telling me your opinion. You really, really kept it to yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, you I,
1: know, I, I'm committed and, you know, when I say I'm going to do something, I do it, you know, I put 100% of myself for this job. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow wow what commitment mm-hmm, wow mm-hmm. that's why you know that's why you're the that's the co-host the that's why I, bucks, yeah. I chose you yeah you make yeah. the big buck, that's why <laughs> <laughs> uh, well anyways uh <laughs> <laughs> anyways whatever <laughs> um for me for th- for this film in particular it's it's really really interesting because i like i said Ron tomatoes av club um Really have bad reviews on that, and it's good that you didn't re- re- research that. Uh, yeah, that's too that would have me. affected you. Like actually, yeah, like it. I was surprised too because most of these Oscar-nominated films have like eighty and above both sides of reviews and and a good review on AV Club and stuff like that. So I think uh, one thing I would say if if you were to watch this film was definitely watch Citizen gain first. I think that's something that would help you out a lot. Like you were saying earlier, like. Even with you watching it and even watching Citizen Kane, there's a lot of things to get like confused about. And that's I got confused too. I was like trying to piece together who's who, what's what, who. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, like who, like who wait, did what? This like this guy knows this girl. <laughs> so wait, that. why why is he a character here? Why is he even here? like it was kinda like these weird connecting the dots. And even like me watching Citizen Kane, like I was still like, uh, who are these people? Um, but I eventually did get it and I eventually got like Uh, Louis Mayer is part of MGM he's like one of the M's in that Um, and then you have William Hurst who's this newspaper tycoon and and essentially the inspiration for this film which uh, I guess we'll get into later Um, but it's it's like I said it's interesting to have to have to kind of have to watch Citizen Kane because it reminds me of um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino I think that movie lost a lot of its like uh, uh, glamour and, and glitter and all that because of of the time period and of the subject matter, I feel like um, it was more or less a love letter to like 70s hippie culture and and the actors and, and the city at that time. Like it was a love letter to that. So if you sort of don't have the knowledge of like the 70s or Sharon Tate or Charles Manson or any of that of that um, that history, you're not going to get, you know, Once Upon a Time in its full glory. And I sort of realized that like as time passes and as, as I think about that movie, like I think a lot of people kind of missed a lot of the point with that movie because of the culture and the history of are behind it. it. It sort of lost a lot of the impact that people were supposed to get at that time. But, and that's what I've sort of seen here is that like you have Mank and it's, it's essentially the context for one of the greatest movies ever made quote unquote. And I think if you don't have that there, you sort of don't have that like, you know, context or knowledge to watch this film. And I think that's something that's very, very, uh, on a thin line like i think that's sort of why it has bad reviews and stuff like that um but personally i loved the film um i i did research afterwards but it was mainly about like the history and like uh of history of mink and the the people surrounding that but i really did love this film because it was cool to see someone like herman minkowitz the one of the writers for this film and how he sort of acts and how his day-to-day life might have been if it was factual but um his day to day life and how he sort of acted between those, those that time of writing Citizen Kane. And I'm not saying like if it was factual, as if everything is fake. I'm just saying like, if it was that accurate to the script. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't know if it's like the the 100% accurate depiction or whatever. But, um, but it was cool to see him, and I think it was interesting to see sort of his values and his moral standpoint in certain aspects. Like one part that I was like very very shocked about was him sponsoring like hundreds of german immigrants to live in america to get away from the holocaust and, and all that which is so insane to hear about because like i don't think even now no one would do that like <laughs> any sort of celebrity i feel like hasn't done anything that major nor i don't think it would be as for lack of a better word easy to do that now especially at the time period um it was crazy to hear that he did that, and like crazy to hear about like his standpoints on socialism and and the the pol- politician that he wanted to win, and sort of how he felt about that and how it sort of uh, turned into the outcome. But it was just cool to see him, just because he's so interesting in this film. And Gary Oldman did a fantastic job. It was cool to see like sort of the suaveness of like Mank and his writing that goes into Citizen Kane and sort of how that pours onto that movie, like just what he says and like his just the way he's able to, like, answer properly, answer in a joke, answer snobby, but still make you laugh, like, the fact that, like, William Hurst was someone that, like, actually likes him, and, and everyone was so surprised by that, I'm like, oh, he actually likes you, and sort of how he carries himself throughout the film, and, and the sort of character study for himself, it was really cool to see, and not to mention, like, the actual stakes of making this film, like, we literally did the did the citizen Kane episode last week and we're just like yeah it was a good movie like it was so cool like uh orson willis had all the freedom for that and then we're like like we're kind of like talking about how easy not easy but like how like great it was for him for that time period but then we watch this film and it's like you're almost going to war with like the biggest film studio you're going to war with like a newspaper tycoon which again did affect this movie because um when this movie came out william hurst didn't want any press on it so it, it essentially did tank in the box office at the time but again it was nominated for you know for all these awards and stuff like that which made it gather more speed and, and momentum with that but it's it just interesting to see sort of mang's mindset as regards to writing this like the fact that he did kind of draw direct inspiration to William Hurst. even if he doesn't say so it was kind of like that he like sort of tells a story of someone that he actually was influenced by and very um admired too and and sort of documented the fall and where like he sort of like stopped liking William Hurst and stopped you know stopped falling of what he did because of sort of how he lost his principles kind of like in Citizen Kane um it was just cool to see all that though to see like the war between Hearst and MGM and and how he sort of used Marion Davies as uh, a character in the film that sort of also exposes this sort of um scandal that he had with William Hur- she had with William Hurst um and I know uh I think Orson Welles kind of regretted that that they sort of painted Marion Davies as this um irrelevant uh sort of self-centered lonely person in the film even though like in real life Marion Davies is like a fantastic actress she was a she was like perfect on the pivoting point of um, soundless movies to sound movies and she was actually a really good actress and a very good comedian um so like herself in general was undercut by this movie which is probably the negative part about it just because like you sort of you throw away someone's career in one second with this film um and even Orson Welles says he he regrets that so it's, that's kind of cool that he kind of like regrets his mistake in that way um but yeah sorry as I was saying it's just like cool to see the background story and even with like the writing credit feud with, with Wells and Mink. And I didn't know that was a big deal that like, um, Orson Welles wanted his name on everything and his name only, and didn't want any help. Um, cause apparently like if you do that, it kind of like ruins your reputation because like you're, you're asking for help on your first movie kind of thing. You kind of want to have like this consistent accolade kind of a thing. Yeah. I am not entirely sure. That's kind of what I've got from it. Um, but it was cool to see that. And also just like, Mink's sort of realization of like this is probably the best thing I'm ever going to write and I want credit for it and it was just really cool to see like all those background stories and and that sort of supplement to Citizen Kane like what what, like what did you think about like all of this like I don't know like there's so (laughs) much stories and and like things that Mink had to go through to like write this film like William Hurst, MGM, and all that like I want to know what you thought of it like and what were you thinking, like, during these parts of him feuding with these people and feuding with himself to, like, not accept this sellout part to not write this movie and not make this movie? What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, it's crazy how we, like, already thought um, Orson Welles was, like, an underdog in, like, making the movie. And then this movie basically, like, painted it, like, actually as a much more difficult, like, situation to even, like, Right, like first of all like get it to be made and like to even write the movie so it was like a miracle <laughs> like an actual miracle that it even happened because yeah all the odds were basically like against them um
0: a miracle for it to happen and also like a miracle for it to survive for 80 years yeah like, the fact <laughs> that you had the media against him and like against this movie and the fact that it's about like a newspaper tycoon like it's it muddies up you know the production of this film <laughs> of citizen of it
1: it's kind of messy a little there um yeah and it's crazy how like i mean we i don't know much about hollywood these days but i knew and i know hollywood is kind of dirty and kind of like very intertwined with politics um so this movie like illustrated that very well like you know to have like that storyline like intertwined like with the production of this movie and like like everything is intertwined basically everything is about money like um and it's like yeah it's just crazy how that was basically like shed light on and um it was yeah it was very interesting to like kind of piece those things together Um, because, yeah, I didn't realize how married those two were, but, you know, like, we're, like, we're very naive, and all we, we're just movie watchers, you know, we're not really, like, in the know of how things get made, but, you know, I feel like after this, I'll be, like, more keenly aware with, like, you know, what's going on with the studios and politics, um, but, yeah, like, the... I was trying to figure out. I couldn't remember if Mank actually got writing credit on Citizen Kane. So at that point in the movie, I like didn't know what the, like how it would end. Because I was like, wait, did he get writing credit? I don't know. I don't remember. Um,
0: <laughs> no, he did. He did. Because I remember when we were watching the movie, I was like, oh, His Mank, name. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, like,
1: <laughs> I had that flashback after after it was confirmed. I was like, OK. like So it was. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that it was like a big deal for first time directors to basically have credit on like every role. Cause that's crazy like hearing of it now because it's not normal now because, you know, the director is the director, you get a different screenwriter, you have a different like, you know, cinematographer. So I didn't know it was a big deal for directors to basically play or like do every single role back in the day and for it to be a big deal on like their reputation kind of thing. then again, we don't watch old movies, so I think, you know, after this journey, you know, hopefully, it'll motivate us to. Also, know,
0: we're not in Hollywood. We're good not for in us.
1: You're <laughs> <laughs> good for us. Um, but yeah, like I think, like this movie shed so much light on different aspects of like his like history itself in the movie business, and also about Citizen Kane, and I think, yeah, like you said, I don't think, first of all, anyone will, anyone who didn't watch Citizen Kane will know or appreciate this movie, but I feel like in order to really appreciate this movie, too, you have to be interested in the history of making movies and interested in movies themselves and making them. So, I feel like that is also a very large part, or small part of the population, um, and that was a good comparison with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because, like, yeah, I, even I can appreciate that movie on some level, but I also am not super into 70s hippie culture or know a lot about that era other than, like, what happened, like, in those specific events with, like, um, the Manson family. But, yeah, like, I, I don't think I, like, even appreciate it to the level that it was supposed to be appreciated at. Yeah. Um, And I feel like as for this movie, too, like, I don't think, like, obviously, the more I will learn about it afterwards, the more I probably will grow to appreciate it. Um, But this movie is definitely a great, like, what's it called? Tester for that? I don't know. Like, it's a great introduction to even, like, like to catapult you into like doing more research about this era more research on the history of like filmmaking and the studios and how that all got started um but yeah like I did want to ask you if prior to seeing this movie if you even had like an opinion or knew who William Hurst was
0: I had I had like a little I only knew like the basics so like obviously he's this rich guy um he <laughs> has this like tourist
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah. this rich
0: guy with a castle somewhere in norcal that you could uh, tour ever so often um i knew he was like a newspaper tycoon and he that's how he made all his money and i was like you can make that much money from newspapers but like that's totally like a different subject um but then like watching this film like i i kind of ha- guessed that like this dude wasn't a good guy because he's Super duper rich, and he has a castle that's so rich people like self centered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Rich people aren't good. The yeah, exact kind of, kind of. Some may be good. I don't know, but seeing that he has a, a castle named after himself, that he seemed to not like, you know, in, invest more in like foundations and things like that. So I was like guessing, like, oh, William Morris is probably not that good of a guy then, if he has his own castle and doesn't really like do anything else for the community that I know of it at least. Um, <laughs> So I kind of knew that. But then when I started watching the movie and I was like, oh, he, he's like this dude that owns a newspaper. And essentially he dictates what's on the newspaper. And that could almost be a form of propaganda. And then it does become a form of propaganda. And he's also investing in like MGM and them to make these films that are for this other politician during the governor race of California. And like all- seeing all that was insane. And seeing like the propaganda films were so crazy. Because like, I don't know what I was thinking that that didn't exist then. Like, right? like, like there's so much like influence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, everyone's like, I'm gonna vote for him because of this, this, and this. It's not like the fact that like the whole entertainment industry was for this one politician. That like, that part was so crazy to me. Like the fact that MGM MGM themselves were people that like created films for a t- certain politician to make people vote for them, and they even like showed the like the people that most people wouldn't like to vote for the other one like they had the russian person he's like i'll vote for that comrade or whatever (laughs) and of course they they had like a black person saying that he's gonna vote for him and obviously racism back then was very rampant um and i it's fun fact those things are actually true that those films are like actually um to the point with the original films like they actually showed a black person saying like oh i'm gonna vote for this guy and and those stuff like with that film which also shows the the amount of detail that david fincher is always into um but yeah like that for the for the like for talking about like knowledge about william Hurst, that's kind of all i knew um but then when i got into like this movie and sort of what he did and uh sort of how he's mank's inspiration like I knew that, like Citizen Kane had some sort of influence from William Hurst. But like, I always thought like, oh, they didn't really, they, like they said it wasn't about him. Like they, you know, they said <laughs> that it wasn't really influenced by his life. Like I said, like, oh, yeah, that that's what they said. So I mean, I gotta believe them, but then now watching this movie and then, like actually connecting the dots, it's just hilarious. And especially like, even to the point of Rosebud, where, like Rosebud is what William Hurst calls Marion Davies is like private parts. that's so crazy. And like, the fact that they were trying to say it wasn't about him that's like (laughs) like they were trying to play it off like it's not about him but oh man it was hilarious um what about you did you have any knowledge about William Hurst or like any knowledge of like the propaganda that was going on during the time and like MGM using their like filming studios to make these kind of films
1: um yeah I, I think I knew as much as you did about William Hurst um I just knew he was a rich guy there's like a castle that people visit somewhere in california um and it's really pretty and nice i think i've seen some pictures i think i heard some like haunted stories about it too or something like that um but you never visited it no i've never well um, i might have when i was super small so i don't remember
0: it's actually a pretty cool place i've been there twice i think and like everything is just so extravagant now that i'm thinking of it with these eyes but like everything was just (laughs) like a little much and like really really big um but yeah also i apparently he met hitler too i guess Ugh. right is that right i
1: don't i don't know <laughs> gross
0: but go on yeah go on
1: <laughs> wait no no never mind like did he meet him because they're hanging out or like actually why else would you meet him <laughs> like why else would yeah you exactly meet hitler?
0: How, why would you meet hitler and still <laughs> be alive if not yeah, to be like <laughs> it be like a leisure activity so obviously again William Hurst, you're not on good waters for me right now.
1: <laughs> um, and as far as the propaganda, yeah, I think I was just very, like, naive. Because, yeah, I mean, we don't think about what happened back in the day. Or, like, we don't really draw parallels to how news functions now to how it functioned back then. But when, yeah, during the movie, when I was, like, when during those, like, scenes where they were, like, uh, showing the film of, like, you know, of this propaganda basically leaning towards this specific politician, I was like, oh, this happens all the time today. Like, that's literally every ad. I was like, this is, like, ba- like this is marketing. Like, this is just marketing now. Like, it's totally normal.
0: But it was some... Propaganda? No, no, it's marketing. What are you talking <laughs> I was about?
1: like... And it was crazy because that guy, like, killed himself over it. I don't know if that actually happened, but it's crazy how like you know he was like overwrought with like that guilt and emotion and i'm like wow we don't even like care today (laughs) like no one bats an eye no one even cares and it's like done purposefully like and like without any apology and yeah
0: but it's crazy because isn't that like just american richness in a nutshell the fact that like Metcalf, was a guy that killed himself was doing all the dirty work and obviously couldn't live with himself and essentially killed himself because of that while like they still got the politician like in office they still made a lot of money afterwards even with like all the bad things they did um and even like looking at like uh lewis mayer's character someone that sort of like acts his way through serious moments acts his way through like to benefit himself, like the fact that like he has employees clapping after he said he's gonna cut Dude, their right, I was like, why are they I was,
1: clapping? I, I was like, <laughs> what the fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah, they're clapping, and like the part that like made me drop my jaw was like, did you think that was good, Mink? Like, did I good? And like he's like wiping his tears, like, <laughs> yeah. do you think that was good? Um, and that also showed with like when Irving died too, when he yeah. was crying at the funeral, and then like he just drops the handkerchief out the window, like no one's gonna see, um. But man, it's just so crazy to think about that. And like, now that I'm thinking about it, there's also like Dr. Seuss also made some like propaganda things um, during his time as well. He made like propaganda against the Japanese war mm-hmm. and had very, very racist depictions of, of the Asian people, yeah, which is kind yeah. of interesting that it doesn't talk about. But no, we'll, we'll let that, uh, we'll talk about that. It's a different story. <laughs> but it's just so, it was just so crazy to see that like sort of thing, I guess, in our eyes. I'm sure it happens like every day and we're not even noticing, but the fact that like it was seen on this film that's not only for an Oscar. Maybe that's why I didn't win that much because you know, it's sort of batting against the It's like kind of films against that be... Hollywood. <laughs> like, you know yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like... like hey that's that's what's right thing. What you <laughs> <laughs> Um But it's also co- interesting to see too Louis Mayer like um how he sort of got up and and how he sort of ran MGM at the time which kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth um (laughs) but there's also a scene I guess like uh Louis Mayer uh Louis Mayer is actually Jewish and I think there's a scene of him sort of being confused of like what's the holocaust or like what's what's that he was kind of confused on certain like um terminology that had to do with like the holocaust and Jewish people and uh apparently i learned later that like he was very very ignorant to this issue even though he's being jewish he had to sort of like hide that because mm. people like Louis mayer or people that are in power they're they had to sort of hide that part of them because one everyone's very anti-semitic and two it's it was very much going to be perceived as propaganda for the war if they were to say anything like oh i'm jewish and and in that nature like it was interesting to see that sort of uh duality of someone that is Jewish and um, directly involved in something that was the Holocaust and was so ignorant and so confused to that sort of um, issue at the time. And again, sort of <laughs> comments on money and sort of the the main issues that these people kind of worry about it. But like, how did you feel about Mayer and like his depiction? Did you think he was a good person?
1: <laughs> yeah, he was my favorite character. I loved him so much. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think he, for me, he, like, basically represented, like, the dark side of Hollywood and, like, all of, like, like, then and now, like, you know, um, and it's, yeah, it's interesting to, yeah, note that this didn't do well at the Oscars or whatever, it didn't, because it's basically a movie going against, like, you know, Hollywood and, like, its dirty deeds and intertwining with politics and capitalism and all that good stuff, um, I think I generally knew that a lot of like, uh, Hollywood like studio people like I think I generally knew they were Jewish or a lot of them were Jewish. But I and I knew that they had to like change their last name so that they wouldn't sound Jewish, so that they would be more acceptable um to like the public and like like you know, um that's as far as I knew though. That's like just a random bit of knowledge that i knew but i didn't know yeah he himself was like jewish and like he was like ignorant to like what was happening to his people um i mean that just makes me feel bad for him but also i mean if he like the way he was de- i'm sure the way he was depicted in the movie is actually not as bad as or is I'm thinking he's he was worse in real life than he was in production. Oh, movie
0: really? I really? I thought you are giving him the benefit of the no, doubt. No, I'm you're not. Like, I'm I'm like, you started it with like, I'm pretty sure the movie was making him like as bad as uh, blah, 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 but then you went like, I'm pretty sure he's worse in person. I was like, wow, Carmilla.
1: <laughs> I don't know, I feel but like, <laughs> I'm just gonna like, you know, play it safe and think he was worse in person and think the sugar-coated version of him is on screen. I mean come on like you know I feel like there was a much worse <laughs> things that we didn't like see depicted in the movie like the worst thing he did yeah was have this propaganda film go like go be biased towards this politician like oh my god so bad you know it's like <laughs> I'm you know yeah sure I'm kind of did-
0: laughing at it I'm kind of laughing at it but right now I'm thinking like you're probably 100% correct just look at Harvey Weinstein and and Woody Allen and these people that were in power during like in power for the film culture and all that like these people were doing these terrible things under our noses and we're still we're still trying to give them credit. So good on you, Carmel, you are right. <laughs> he was probably worse in person. You changed my mind. <laughs> but go on.
1: Um, yeah, I just like to conclude that with all men are trash, but anyways, um. I guess I wanted to ask you if this movie, Mank, uh, changed your mind or, like, changed your opinion slash perspective on the movie Citizen Kane, like, in a positive or negative way, too.
0: Um, It's actually interesting, because I feel like um, both movies, uh, watching both of them, maybe changed my opinion on both of them, actually. Like, I think um, watching this movie... Mank and thinking about Citizen Kane I think about like um, Mank and his beliefs and his moral standpoint in the movie and how that sort of reflected in Citizen Kane and almost like how like I think, I'm not sure if Mank actually took a political stance but in the movie he took like a a socialist stance in that point and it seemed like he was rooting for um, Upton Sinclair and it's interesting to think about um, that sort of belief system in Citizen Kane and how he depicts uh the main character uh Kane in that in that regard and it's interesting to think about that and not only that but also strengthen the sort of underdog story I had in my head the fact that like even with that underdog story you have this other backstory that they had this war with William Hurst and and um Louis Mayer and sort of throwing Marion Davies under the bus um and just seeing the amount of things that happened before the production of this film and the writing of this film was just crazy to see like That's something I'm going to think about if I ever do watch Citizen Kane again or if someone does ask me about Citizen Kane. And then vice versa, Citizen Kane into Mink. I think I like Mink a lot more watching Citizen Kane just because I was able to get these important figures in the film really quickly. Not really quickly, but faster, I would assume, than most people that didn't watch the film of Citizen Kane. Um, And it just gave me more perspective and, and an easier insight to each of these characters and how it reflects into the movie. I know a lot of people were mad that like Citizen Kane wasn't mentioned enough in Mank, which I kind of agree with, but I don't think that deterred my opinion for this movie. Um, but it was it was just cool to see this. Like it, like the fact that it was a, kind of almost a straight connection, almost like a exact remake of the film. Like you even have like that snow globe scene recreated in Mank. In, instead of a snow globe, it's like an alcohol bottle because he's a drunk. But it was just interesting to see these two movies and how they sort of uh, connect and disconnect in that matter. Um and it was just, I don't know, I just really liked it a lot. Like, it, I had a lot more love for Mink after watching Citizen Kane. I had a lot more love for Citizen Kane after watching Mink. Um, but what about you? How did you feel about the sort of perspective that changes within these two films? And your opinion on them?
1: Um, so for me, like, uh, Citizen Kane was very, like, exceptional because of... Mostly because of its... Um, technical like you know achievements and it's like story behind like its production and like the underdog story behind its production I think and the direction in cinematography I think the least thing I was like impressed by was like the actual story which I feel like we both agreed on like it wasn't anything like super special you know uh, it was like the rise of like this tycoon guy but then he turns out to be this lonely rich guy and then he dies alone <laughs> and he's like an awful like old rich guy and then he dies alone and he's miserable and like the thing that he was missing in the end was like love or something rosebud whatever anything you want but um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> whatever you think it is yeah, 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 yeah. whatever
1: you want <laughs> so i was surprised um watching mank that it actually expanded that aspect of citizen kane and like actually revealed what this story this like very like kind of simple basic story was like based on it. it was based on this like super rich dude super rich tycoon dude um who was like kind of awful <laughs> and like you know i don't know if it what he was actually missing was love or whatever but you know it may be but we will never know but anyways like i think because the story was like the weakest point for me in citizen kane um it was and like the fact that it was expanded on bank i went i came out of bank kind of like not feeling empty but kind of feeling like like what like that story what did that story even like offer in general like to anybody like emotionally kind of thing because these stories are basically about men who like one who was super rich but and like really awful to people but was super lonely or whatever and then this other story is about uh you know this writer who was like you know kind of like coming like to an age where he was becoming irrelevant and then he was like basically thrown away and like treated like trash by this super rich dude and then he got back at him by making this epic revenge movie about him so i'm kind of like this movie is based or these movies are like a lot about like these men's egos and love. something about that, like kind of turned me off. And I was like, and like the fact that Citizen Kane is like regarded as like the greatest film ever made. And I'm like, OK, like I, I, I don't know, like the definition and like that depiction of the movie quickly washed away like it's, like, sparkly shininess, because I was, like, dude, this movie is just about these rich dudes being mad at each other, and they're just being petty, and, like, like, towards each other, and, like, and then this is supposed to be the greatest movie ever made, this is supposed to be, like, this cultural, like, like, revolution, and I'm, like, okay, like, you know, and then that's, that's basically the opinion that, like, I walked away with that I, like, kind of pieced together in the end and it's not that I don't appreciate both of these movies like equally and it's not like I don't recognize like their brilliance or the artistic like depiction or whatever I'm like speaking more on like I guess an emotional level or in like what they actually meant in the end kind of thing I'm like what did this movie actually mean in the end to anybody because it's not like I'm gonna walk away referencing Mank as like an important film to me, (laughs) or, like, walking away, citing Citizen Kane as, like, a very important movie to me in my life, because I was so inspired by the downfall of this tycoon, (laughs) and in the end, he needed was love, you know, (laughs) like, um, so, yeah, I, I think, like, now, like, we're in a different time, we're in a different era, and I feel like, you know, there could be, like, so much more brilliance, you know, in the future, in the world, and, like, what kind of movies we regard as, like, legendary or iconic. So, yeah, I guess that's just something to think about. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Wow, I can't believe Carmella hates both Mank and <laughs> Citizen Kane. Wow, I can't believe this. Freaking news. News-breaking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just mm-hmm. kidding. But it's interesting because, like, you sort of, like, pretty much painted the the two kind of problems in this film, which is, uh, which is like, men in power and men wanting money essentially or having too much money in that case and i think with um with both films they sort of like lightly touch upon it like i know citizen kane was like um his best friend like sends back his his like sheet of morals or whatever or his principles and sort of how like how he sort of held that to his standard of what he wants to put in the newspapers and that essentially falling off and and sort of showing the fact that like money and the sort of power he had sort of blinded his true nature, his true principles that he actually wanted to accomplish. And also just like the fact that like he was just blinded by the money essentially. Like he didn't have uh, a a childhood or any sort of love in his life because of money and, and because of the amount of riches he got. And then along with that, you have Mank that essentially is about the same thing about these people that want money, that want power, that want control. And Mank is sort of like the character Mank is sort of like in the middle of that. And he even mentions like his, the parable of the organ grinder and the monkey and and how that connects to his life and and other people's life. Just that the fact that like, people may think he's in power, but it's it's this like greater being that like actually controls him because of what he gives him, gives the monkey. And that sort of connects with Mank and sort of like how Sis and Kane controls people in that sense. But do you sort of get... Or do you know the parable of the organ grinder and the monkey? Do you, like, can you, like, recite it back to me? <laughs>
1: um. So essentially, there is this organ grinder and the, a monkey. <laughs> it sounds like the beginning of a joke. <laughs> so an organ grinder and a monkey walk into a bar. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think the monkey sees the organ grinder, like, Working every day, he like plays music and the monkey like dances and people give the organ grinder monkey and the monkey thinks like oh my gosh, because I'm dancing, people are giving this organ grinder money. So if one day I stop dancing, people won't give this guy money. So the monkey thinks that um, the organ grinder depends on him for like his livelihood and his money. When in reality, it's the reverse, like. The organ grinder is actually the one like telling like controlling the monkey to like do these things and he's the one using him to get money so that's essentially what was like you know representative william hurst and mank mank was essentially the monkey and william hurst was the organ grinder and so mank (laughs) that was like that's why that scene in the movie where he was like super drunk and like basically like reciting this like theory of a script um, for what Don Quixote or whatever and then it ends with like that parable he was basically like oh you think he was like oh I've been paying like he's been paying his salary this whole time and he didn't know it and then he was like hey he walks him out and he's like so do you know the story about this monkey or whatever and so it was basically like a, oh fuck you like I'm actually the one in charge of your livelihood you you dance for me kind of thing like you think I need you like you need me kind of thing um so that's why yeah essentially this citizen kane was like the fuck you to will to william hurst in his like entire life and everyone who knew him including marion davies who was like caught in the crossfire basically and that's why mank was like i gotta do this is the best thing i've ever written this is the best fuck you i've ever written like you know (laughs) so yeah there you go that's pretty
0: funny that's pretty much what it is i was like (laughs) He was like, yeah, here we go. Here's my revenge. <laughs> 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 F you, Will and F you, Marion Davis, even though you did nothing to me, but still. Um, but yeah, I think that's a perfect sum up of the film and like how you said it. And I think the last thing I want to ask you, which sort of uh, connects Mank with everything to Cynescan and all that, do you think Mank re- wrote the whole script? Or do you think Orson wrote the whole script? Or do you think it was sort of like this hybrid of the two? Or altogether, does any of that matter in your opinion?
1: Hmm, I feel like it was probably a hybrid. Uh, I feel like it became a hybrid, you know? I feel like that's inevitable, too, when your director is also your lead actor. Because um, I feel like Orson seems like a type of guy who wants to change things, you know? Seems like the type of guy who wants to have a hand. Um and in the end, does it matter? I don't think it matters in this context because we're talking about the movie make, you know? But uh, in the context of, like, real life, I don't think it matters, to be honest. <laughs> like, also, I don't think we'll ever know unless we were par- there and part of, like, the writing process.
0: If we were there 80 years ago <laughs> to see the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I think, um, I'm sure, like, if, again, we're not in Hollywood, so I'm sure, like whether or not Mink wrote it or Orson Wold it or like if it was a hybrid of the two I can only imagine that like in some case if Orson was the one to have all that sort of credit it would have propelled his um, career in some way probably. Um, I'm not entirely sure if it would have affected his relationship with William Hurst or like if William Hurst would have seen that like Orson Wills wrote it and not Mank. Wouldn't, I don't know if that would change that opinion or change that sort of trajectory. Um, but yeah i'm not entirely sure of how much of an impact that would be if it was just orson because again i'm not in hollywood but um even with that i think it's still sort of this hybrid because i'm sure i'm sure orson had his own ideas that he wanted on the paper and sort of his ideas that he wants make to sort of translate as well um and in my opinion coming from looking out like outside looking in i don't think it really matters and i think even with this film it wasn't that big of a like a plot point i think it was just more or less the end of mang sort of just realizing like oh yeah like this is my best work ever this is my fuck you to william this is my you know magno opus and stuff like that i don't want this like opportunity to go to waste and that's essentially why like this whole writing debacle became to be and i know like a lot of like websites say that that's the plot or like a plot summary of it but I feel like it's a lot more than that and I think uh they're sort of discrediting a lot of the film but um just with that like the fact that like Mank just wanted this to be his best work ever credited is is I think in my opinion a big deal I'm not sure how much of a deal would be for Orson in that case of like it being credited to him and Orson um but I think after that like Orson and Mank never wrote anything together i'm not sure if um mink wrote anything as impactful as citizen kane so in some like sense mink was kind of right like his best work had to be something that he had to be credited for and he was like i think he was open to even not taking any more money he just wanted to have that sort of credit um and i guess good for him fight for his you know his art his art his art to be like credited to him and and being served to him and honestly um it being under the the movie citizen Kane, the greatest movie ever made it's a really really big um title under his head and, and a great legacy that he obviously left behind um i mean it made a whole another movie <laughs> it made make so i don't know with that like i guess um i guess in a sense it does kind of makes like it does matter to the point of like who owns this writership who owns this artwork who owns this like masterpiece in that sense um but yeah i think it's mink and citizen kane both great films in my opinion even though like you said you're right it's just about men and money and the power but there's a lot of movies about that um but i think those two films are really fantastic and i think mink really really put a good um a lot more context for the movie citizen kane and and seeing how people lived back then and seeing where mink stood morally and and politically in some sense like seeing that he was able to take these german sponsors and make sure they're safe from the holocaust which honestly was is a great crazy thing to hear about and a lot of the moments in the movie i kind of want to learn more about mink like i was like oh maybe i should write or i should read something about him or something like that and just seeing that and these people in this film too i was like very interested in the figures that they're showing and like what they actually did and like how they actually thought of things and uh, their sort of standpoint on politics money and morals and stuff like that so it was just cool to to actually see i guess a different side of uh, the olden times of of we always—I like, always think of like 1930s to be kind of evil, <laughs> but it was cool to see people like Mank and Upton Sinclair and Orson Welles and all those people that sort of wore a different badge in that time and sort of stood f- at a different moral ground, apart from like mainly what money makers <laughs> look for. Um, but with that, it has been our episode of Citi- or Oh my god! <laughs> but with that, this has been our episode of Mank um a pretty good film um i honestly think it's underrated from my viewpoint um and it, it was also one of the black sheep from um, the oscars that seemed like they were going to win anything but still a really great movie and I, I really enjoyed it i really enjoyed mink and i enjoyed the f- like the sort of background it gave me for citizen kane um but thank you all for listening to this episode my name is josh Landicho, and you can follow me on instagram at the space wolf
1: and i'm carmel and you can follow me at cat mellow
0: And you could follow Watch With Sound on Instagram at Watch With Sound along listening to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, and Anchor. And if any of those apps have the option to like, comment, subscribe, or any engagement for that matter, that would help us out a lot. There's a little program we have on Anchor called Listener Supporter, which lets you subscribe at any dollar amount, only if you're able to, obviously. But we would appreciate it a lot. um, And just thank you all for listening, everybody. And keep on watching (laughs) for you, Hollywood. We're coming after you next.
1: (laughs) Yeah, fuck you. (laughs) When the wintry winds start blowing and the snow is starting in a fall,
0: then my eyes turn westward knowing that's the place that I love best of all. California. I've been blue.